All right, what is going on, guys? I'd like to welcome you to our first episode of Mile High Ball. Today, I got a great guest with me, one of my great friends, Gabe. Gabe, how you doing, man? Well, I'm pretty good, man. Just uh, reacting to the Game 7 we just finished watching here, and what the hell? Oh, man. Did, did you actually think we are going to come down from 3-1 against the Clippers, too? Every <laughs> single time we won a game, I was like, okay, don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up, because, I, I mean, it's the Clippers. They got Kawhi. They got Paul George. I mean, but still, like... You know, have this. I was just waiting for the fairy tale run to end, and mm. you know, tonight with it kind of, kind of getting that extended lead in the third quarter and pushing through, we just kept like, "What the hell's going on?" Like, we didn't want to say what was, we thought was going to happen because <laughs> we didn't want to jinx it. It comes down to like the ultimate nuggets. You don't want to jinx it because even though the Clippers technically have the worst, like more of, of a bad franchise, like worst luck was we just saw on ESPN and said fifty years without even making it to a Western Conference Finals. That on itself is just on another level, and I can't believe that we actually came back against them. Like everyone projected them to be a lot of what people project them to definitely become out of the West. It's either LA teams. That's all. That's all everyone said. But to win the finals and yeah. kind of being that team that was supposed to dethrone LeBron's Lakers and kind of be that new, the face of LA, kind yeah. of them taking over and. I don't think it's really hit me yet, but like, damn, dude, the Nuggets are the first team to come back from 3-1 twice in twice the same in a row. series, and I'm just like, what the how, how tired do you think they are right now? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is what they feed off of right now. It's, it's just like, this is where they want to be, which, as, as fans, mm-hmm. we don't want mm-hmm. them to be here, but like... What is with it with Jamal Murray, like, when he seems to get down, or, you know, have you seen this place where it seems like he gets hurt or something like that, and all of a sudden he gets up and he has that little pissed off look in his face, and then he just starts going off. I just think that's who he is as a, as a ball player. I think he's very into his emotions. I think he feeds off of Jokic a lot. And mm-hmm. when Jokic gets going and when Jokic kind of finds those quick threes. and Man, it's something special to watch those two kind of ball up now. Something I yeah. haven't seen probably since the last time we were in the conference finals with Chauncey Billups and Carmelo Anthony. But Yeah. I mean, there's not many better two-man, like one two-man games going on with those two. I mean, with having the guard and the best center in the league, obviously. Does that... That's something I didn't really think about till you pointed it out earlier when we were watching the game that they kept saying, the best passing center in the league. No, he's the best he center, in the, the best center in the league. He's yes. the best passing center of all time. Yeah. He's also, you call him the best center of the league. I mean, my dude had a triple-double tonight. <laughs> he had just as many assists as he did points. Like, <laughs> oh, he had, like, what, over 22 rebounds or 22 something like rebounds. That? He had, like, 12 or something assists and 16 points. I'm like... It's not like this Clipper team is a, like a small team like the Rockets or anything like that. They have no. Zubac, who's a solid seven-footer. Harrell, who's a six-man of the year who could get boards. I I don't know. It's We had a bunch of role players step up today. Gary Harris had, what, like 14, 15, like yeah. around 14 some points. He came up huge. His defense is always going to be there. Jeremy Grant hit and, multiple And I think threes. he's been, you know, from when we were last year to being in two game sevens last year, but not being able to get over that hump, that last one. But I think having mm-hmm. his presence... And having his kind of like his defense ability in the shooting was very nice towards yeah. the end. It was kind of nice to see, and I think he's probably been the big factor of why the Nuggets were from where they at from a year ago, from mm-hmm. being knocked out in Game Seven to now winning Game Seven and going on to the Western Conference Finals. Four for four in their careers for going to Game Sevens. Most players can't say they're doing that yeah. whole career. I'm just like, what the heck? It plays to the your heartstrings a bit because it gets you so excited because. We have these nights where all of a sudden we dom- dominated them at the end. Yeah. Like, through the third quarter and on. We had, what, like, we were up by 20 points with two minutes left. I was waiting for this to come down to, like, one of the final shots or something like that because it was That's about to And they were, like, you know, they were kind of pre-saying the announcers at, like, three or four minutes. Like, it could be the Nuggets. Again. I'm like, yeah. okay, don't say it. I'm like, <laughs> 
when it was like, oh my god, with yeah. like twenty with like a minute left, and we were up by like fifteen or sixteen. And like the Nuggets were going to the Western Conference Finals. I'm like, like oh, oh shit, shit. <laughs> yeah. oh shit. I mean, you just, I mean you can understand the whole thing with Harris not being able to maybe have his offensive game because he's asked to guard and play as hard as on defense when it was with Mitchell, and then also now going against Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and then still have enough like legs to make some shots. I think that's really commendable of him. Yeah, I mean, I definitely we did miss him the first series. I don't know he played towards the end, but having his defense ability back, it's been... Mm-hmm. Same with Jeremy Grant, too. His ability to be able to just to swap on any of the guys is, is pretty great because his length he can handle, but he's quick enough to stay with the guards in the league. I mean, since he's back, I mean, I remember when Donovan Mitchell were having those big um, scoring games, and then mm-hmm. he kind of came back, and he wasn't scoring as much. And then you think about this series, yeah, we're down 3-1, to one, but... Kawhi wasn't going off for 40 or 50. No. Paul George. Like, you know, they didn't have that one dude going off. And I think Uh because of his presence, being able to Mm. shut things down and kill off any sort of momentum, I think that's, you know. Sometimes you're just waiting for Sweet Lou or Montrezl Harrell to... What's what's Sweet Lou's uh, new nickname? What was his... What's his wing rub name? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember, but I just thought it was like wings over rings or something like that. (laughs) Strip clubs, you know, maybe you learn that uh, back with Houston with Harden because, you know, Harden's a strip club. Strip club legend, apparently. He can go to all them that he wants to. Exactly. Because your ass is going home from the bubble. We just busted from you. Oh, man. Nuggets, 6-0 when facing elimination this postseason. It it just shows them coming with their, playing with their backups against the wall that they just come out swinging. Yeah. I mean, Murray was just hitting, like, how many, like, those, he makes these difficult shots, or like that, just like three at the end where he's just coming around the corner on the screen. He's going to his left, so he's turning around, which is a harder shot for a right-handed shooter. And guess what? Still freaking banks it. And I think even the one you called out, too, was a big one, is when uh, Jokic did that little dump pass to Torrey Craig, where he kind of just handed it to him and just laid it right in. And that was kind of what almost kind of sparked it, too, was that right there. I think what I loved most about that is because... Sometimes we'll start settling for threes or something like that, and you're like, no, no, no. But what? Just play literally into your offense. Yeah. All right. What, what can we? What can Craig do? He could cut. All right. Give it to the best passer in the league, yeah. and then he could get this. He could cut past Paul George, one of the best defenders in the league, and get the easy freaking layup. And then I think the next possession, then Paul or, uh, Paul Millsap ended up in like a deep three or something like yeah. that. So it's just like you can kind of get everyone involved, doing small, big, kind of like you know whatever works in the end. But you know. They were just clicking, man. It was clicking mm-hmm. on all ends. That's I think that's the scary part that what Nuggets fans that like that really watch all their games and how much they can really just take over in a single game. Because obviously we know that their defense going into the bubble was in the lowest out of all the teams there in Orlando. But it's been perfect like, ever since. Basically, Harris has been back. Grant and them have really been stepping it up. Yeah. And it's like their offense is one of the most potent in the league because Jokic is just such a – on another level when it comes to offensive – skill set like the seven footer that can ha- handles the ball the entire time yeah and then we have murray on the other end who's gonna be that scoring guard who can come around and all of a sudden he go off for 40 points he starts making these ridiculous shots and when their confidence confidence gets going watch out yeah when them two are going <laughs> everyone's going everyone's getting somebody you know they're all getting their turn they're all getting their shots mm-hmm. and you know it, it's, it's nice when those two are clicking and they're on their they're doing their thing and yeah. you know it, it kind of just gives the nuggets the spark that they need and so, something special to watch, man. Yeah. Some, you know, all those years, kind of just thinking about the past couple of years, ever since we kind of let Mallow go. I mean, we were good for a bit, but then we had some rough years, you uh. know, kind of where we were and having like our best player be like Emmanuel Moutier or 
like Randy Foy or stuff like it's that. It's these random players yeah. just go off. So it's just kind of cool to see where we're at now and how far they've come. And I mean, technically they did help build the Utah Jazz, but I mean... <laughs> On the other hand, we did help build one of our rivals. But I think that's kind of why they showed our owners at the end of the game. They are just showing how far they've come and how... I think uh, one thing I really love about this organization, and uh, Malone said about it the other day after the last game, is how patient this organization is. It, it takes patience because, what, we had two years in a row where we didn't make the playoffs by the last game of the year. Yeah. And then once we finally break through, we did have a heartbreaking loss in Game 7 against the Blazers last year. But you be patient because you realize this team, most of these, like, what, Jokic is 25, 26? Yeah. Most of these guys are around that age or younger. I mean, think about it. We're 24, and we got kids, you know, guys playing younger than us on this team, too. So we're <laughs> exactly. around our age, so it's just like... We're, we're old. <laughs> yeah. That's just, it's crazy to see... Well, speaking of young guys not playing, uh, MPJ didn't really play that much tonight, did he? No, he had, as you say, I mean, we kind of both recognize he had a, quite a few uh, rebounds, but mm-hmm. I didn't really, from what I remember, I didn't see him taking a lot don't of really, shots. Or, I don't remember having an impact, yeah. really. I think uh, we, we saw a little bit of Millsap coming back more and played a little bit more minutes than in previous yeah, a couple games. Of, yeah, I remember he had that deep three, and yeah. you know, he played a little bit better. I mean, he was the one who technically sparked that. The last yeah. game comeback. Yeah, so. yeah, that third quarter, what, two games ago. So, I mean, maybe we wouldn't be here without him. So, with that luck. Well, speaking of other young teams in Denver, <laughs> Broncos lose in a very unfavorable fashion that have people scratching their heads about the end of time management clock with Vic Fangio. Um, what, did he realize he had timeouts? <laughs> I, yeah, he had all three. It's like, did he did think he? it's like supposed to carry over to like the, <laughs> they go over to yeah. next week? Yeah, it's like <laughs> old man. He needs to he needs to realize that. So he said today. Okay, I'm I'm wondering what you think of this. If you, does this sound bad? Is coming from like a fan? He said that he was more worried about like the defensive play calls. Like he's more worried about that. But the thing is, you're the head coach now. You have to be yeah. worried about coaching and managing the team, and that includes time management. And the biggest problem I have with it is, okay, maybe because you you're a defensive guru, you want to call your own plays, but your defensive coordinator, Ed, Ed Donatale, who's been with the Broncos before also, he's had 10 years, last 10 years with under Fangio's system. So I think those two know how to communicate and be able to maybe have Ed, Ed Donatale call the plays and then have, okay, you have Vic veto it if you need to. Yeah. So I don't understand. I think the coaching staff really let the, the Broncos down more on this than... And here's, I mean, quarterback obviously not, you know, being a Broncos fan, but here's one stat I saw last night that I had no idea. I think last year the Nuggets, or not, the Broncos blew three. Three games. Three games of, like, having the lead with the final. And they 30 were, seconds. Think about it, they were 7-9. and nine. If they wouldn't at least maybe win one or two of those games, or all three, yeah. they're a playoff team. So <laughs> it's crazy to see how close they, they were last year to see now. And you would think, obviously, that's probably one of their biggest peeves other than quarterback during last year and, Mm-hmm. Them trying to maintain a lead going into the final seconds of a game, and you kind of start off this year like this. I don't think it's something that the Broncos and Bronco fans should jump. You know, be too scared about yeah. early on. It is the first. Yeah. You know, we haven't had any preseason. This is the Drew Lock era now, mm-hmm. officially in. Uh, they had a few, obviously injuries have already played the Broncos big time. Mm-hmm. I think out of any team in the league right now. Um, so I just think you know, I think they've gotten a lot of. Exposure now, a lot of teams are looking at them as a wild card team. It's yeah. like, hey, what can they do? I mean, 
the end of the day, you have a one of the youngest, probably really talented looking, like promising offenses in the league. But at the yeah. same time, you know, it's like, okay, well, what about the defense? And you're also playing in a division that has Patrick Mahomes in it. So they're <sighs> kind of always... like, I think maybe they just needed a moment to breathe. Uh, they had a chance. It's not like they got blown out. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, depending on the kicks or not. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they were right right there till the very end. Um, so I don't think it's something to get immediately worried about. Mm-hmm. But if this is a continuous thing of not being able to stop drives, especially with having a very prominent-based head coach in defense mm-hmm. on there, I think that's maybe something like, oh, crap, you know. But I think definitely they missed a little bit of the pass rush towards the end. I think yes. not having Vaughn. Yes, exactly. And maybe this might be the week they look into maybe going out and getting a, a veteran pass rusher. I don't know. I don't know. Who else do you think would be out there? I know they already said that uh, Clay Matthews was interested. They also reached out to Cameron Wake. He's not interested. I think what people, like some people like that aren't realizing that they are very hopeful for this team because we did finally found seem to find a quarterback that can lead us. But the thing is people will realize, like you said, how young this offense is. This I think they said last night we're the average age is 25, which is the youngest in the league. 25. I'm going to be 25 at the end of this year. Yeah. I cannot imagine being like going against some 30-year-old veterans who know what they're doing. These guys are a bunch of rookies, and I thought they played pretty well for the most part. I mean, I, what I expected out of this game was it was going to be low scoring because both are defensive-minded teams, and Tennessee plays very ball control, as they destroyed yeah. us on time of possession. But also the fact that we had no preseason, preseason games. There was limited practices and exposure for them actually uh, playing together. So what do we see when the first plays? Locks uh, fumbles the snap. Yeah. And then he also, another snap goes awry. And then we had Judy miss two catches. We had some miscommunication with Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson on that uh, fourth down goal line yeah. touchdown that, that tight end had been wide open. So to be honest, it's like, it's honestly what I, ex- that's what I expected yeah. to happen. And that stuff does not bother me at all. What bothers me is that a coach who's been in the league for many years as a defensive coordinator didn't seem to use the clock management time well. Some of those timeouts, I understand. We end up on that one of those running plays. We end up getting them out of bounds. They had the incomplete pass that O.J. Moutier kind of missed out on. And then we um, – but what I think he should have done that timeout on is at least ice the kicker. Yeah, that – There was a chance. I was even thinking that he should Oops. have done it, like, a little bit further down before yeah. they were either on the bound because mm-hmm. – then you can. Then you're like, okay, they they know what they are running the time. So what are they? They're just gonna hand it off to Derrick Henry. Yeah. Call timeouts. Put the ball in Ryan Tannehill's hands. Mm-hmm. Make Ryan Tannehill make those throws because you're already thinking Mike Vrabel's scared to scan his kicker out there. So oh yeah. He's not gonna just run it four times and see where. <laughs> at. No, he's gonna try to be a little bit more aggressive yeah. because they're not sure what it's gonna look like. So I would have called some timeouts with a good. 50 40 seconds when they're there mm-hmm. that way you can put more pressure on Ryan Tannehill to make those plays mm-hmm. and I think it's more favorable that who would you rather have them trying to ice the ball out with Derrick Henry or trying to force some plays with Ryan Tannehill I would say you want Tannehill and then you know you get those stops and hey they kick the field goal and they make it but you still have 40 seconds left or and you also have one of the best kickers in the league on your team too mm-hmm. but you know I mean I could see what they were trying to do I guess but at the end of the day as crazy as Gostowski missing all those kicks, <laughs> four still, in a row. He's still, I think he's still a veteran. I, I mean, and here's the thing: they said I remember the chance of him missing four in a row was 0.06 percent chance. That is in itself is crazy. But here's the thing: he 
is one of the like most effective field goal yeah, kickers in NFL history. Super Bowl champion, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, multiple Pro Bowls. So it was just, that was it was just on another level. But like you were saying, even if they decided, okay, because I don't know how honestly you do trust Tannehill's hand, yeah. and say they end up going for a thirty-five to forty-yard field goal. I, you have way better chances of that because he's already missed yeah. four in a row. I think that's when you have to again. You have to put take the pressure, take them off of knowing that they have control of the time and they're just going to give it to Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. That's what their game plan is. So make them work for those yards. Make them try to get those yards. Call the and make Ryan Tannehill make the plays that he needs to. Yeah. And I would rather say I don't really trust Ryan Tannehill making all exactly. those plays. But I mean, he didn't play too bad last night, but. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why uh, Mike Vrabel uh, came in with that mass saying, give the ball to Derrick Henry. is because that team is focused around Derrick Henry. And I can see why that dude is a stud. That dude is huge. Yeah. Oh, man, he is I know, I was, a monster. I was watching the game with my grandparents, and I was going to tell my grandpa about him. I'm like, yeah, he's like the size of an offensive lineman <laughs> who's as big as a linebacker yeah. and as fast as a running back. I heard that he has one of the longest reaches in NFL history. Like, so he has with his height, he also has like the big long arms that, with his big size, he can just kind of put. That's how his stiff arms are so deadly, because he kind of just put that weight on you. And yeah. Once he gets around the bounce around the edge, it's when he's going downhill. Good luck. And I also think that's maybe another reason why Bronco fans shouldn't react about the team. Like you said, they're a very young team. They're twenty five. Mm-hmm. This is, they haven't had an off season together. They finish strong, but you know there's still a lot of it's still opportunity. Lock six. But game. then you look at the Titans. I mean, they bulldozed the Baltimore in Baltimore. Yeah. They were they were the they beat New England. They ended the Patriots era, <laughs> and they were had a ten point lead over the Chiefs in the AFC in Championship first half, game. Yeah. So it's just like they, they know what they're capable. Well. They know what they they do. So they had that mindset of like, hey, we haven't had our OTAs, we haven't had our practices, we haven't had our preseason. Mm-hmm. But the last time we were playing, we were in the AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. So they kind of had that mm-hmm. like mentality of not saying like they know who they are they yeah. have they know what they're capable of i think people disrespect tennessee more than they should and i mean honestly i did because i thought we could somehow squeak this in this win in but we, it didn't happen obviously but they've always been what they have like quite a few years where they went nine and seven in a row nine and seven they've just always been like a good team they obviously Mar- marcus Mariota hasn't planned out well other than that they've usually had a pretty solid line they have some uh, promising wide receivers. A.J. Brown looks pretty good. Yeah. Corey Davis, who's pretty sure he was a first-round pick he as was, well. I actually did not know this. Corey Davis was a top-five pick. Yeah, okay, that's what yeah. I thought. I was like, I knew and he was, I was like, you know. Some, but some then I was seeing a lot of people were saying, like, oh, he's probably going to be, like, one of the best, like, fantasy ads this week. And then yeah. in two weeks, he'll probably have, like, two catches. So, yeah. like, that's pretty much sums up his mm-hmm. careers. And they've always been a very tough-nosed defense for, for a while that I can remember now. They always make those kind of hard-to-grind-out games, which, I mean, we're used to here in Denver. And also another team that has a very good defense in your Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so yesterday, <laughs> fortunately I had to miss the first quarter because I was at work. But I was kind of keeping an eye on the score. And I think right before I clocked out, I saw Danny Dimes throw a, a big touchdown to... Uh, <laughs> I did send you a snap of that to yeah. kind of troll you a And after I, I watched it, and I just want to say it was not uh, Minka's fault after watching it. Because, no, no. yeah, I think definitely Trey Edmonds, mm-hmm. I'm not a big mm-hmm. fan of. Um, Justin actually put trial, that on his. Trial, I don't yeah. know if you saw Justin actually put that on his Twitter today. Was someone fan saying this was Mike uh, Mika's fault? And he's like, "Uh, no, it's not." Well, because when I <laughs> when I saw the score, I went to Twitter and that's all I saw over Steelers Twitter was like Mika got burnt, Mika, and then everyone's like, and then yeah, I did see Justin. And I see everyone else was like, "No, actually, he's making up for what had happened. Oh. It was just bad timing." All so. the analysts on Twitter aren't they? They're, yeah, they're all. They know their stuff, right? 
So just that, and uh, you know, I was able to kind of catch that T.J. Watt interception, and that was impressive. He just read his eyes, and boom, he just like he has a really like lengthy body, so he was able just like to sneak in there and just grab that. He like, had nothing. like three interceptions for us last year. Yeah, and yeah, he's definitely been, you know, for the couple years I'd say like you know we pretty much had like two really good consistent defensive ball players, and that was mm-hmm. Cam Hayward and Stephon Tuitt. Those were like our two. Mm-hmm main guys is them two were kind of holding down that d-line and kind of at least making us at least somewhat of a decent team and now we add you know them two we got tj bud dupree's been balling out the past two years oh yeah um we got joe hayden we got steven nelson a season ago from kansas city and he's been probably one of the actually the steelers don't do very many free agent signings at all in my lifetime uh-huh. he's probably been one of the best that we've ever done so i remember wow. we got him he's been probably one of the best uh, second best corners I can remember us having, and then we have Mike Hilton playing this um, the nickel, which he's he's very good. And then we have uh, Mika, who's man. I I remember the day when we traded for him, and I wasn't I wasn't too happy when we gave up first round <laughs> pick because uh, Ben was just got told he was out for the year. Yeah. We were zero and three, and I'm like, cool. One year we're gonna look like not being very good. We trade around a first round pick, and uh, kind of glad to say I was kind of wrong about that one. He uh, completely turned around that defense. They went from like. The first what three or four games they were kind of like a very below average defense, and all of a sudden they went from that to the best defense in the league, yeah. causing turnovers like crazy. I mean, you guys led the league in sacks. Even for the past couple of years, we've been leading. League league. I can remember that one year when like everyone they were calling themselves Jacksonville, was calling them Saxonville. Like yeah, yeah. we even we were leading the league in sacks <laughs> above them. So I think obviously getting the presence of TJ um, has been what has kind of molded that defense because mm-hmm. adding him with. Um, Hayward into it, and then having what Dupree like, yeah, we had a pretty solid front four, and then oh, yeah. getting Devin Bush was huge, and You're then welcome. adding Minka like everything just all fell into place from there. <laughs> I mean, every little piece of the defense got a little love. I, I could say that trade worked out pretty good for both of us. I'd say I was hyped. You, you got hyped. really good because I'm like, you know what? If I mean, I thought maybe if Vic Fangio didn't want him, then maybe there's a reason why. But He's turned out to be a pretty big stud. He, he knows how to go from sideline to sideline. He seems to be very quick and very reactive to the ball and not afraid to attack it. But I was excited about Cam Hayward. He got a bit of his contract as a reward is when he got that touchdown. Yeah, or huh? the interception. Yeah, he got that <laughs> deflected pass. Oh, yeah, I remember good. watching that. And that and drive was so frustrating because <laughs> they kept completing like these short little like third down, like mm-hmm, third and mm-hmm. two, third and one, and then – um, I remember he rolled out and Bud Dupree was hitting him and the ball flew up there and I was like, somebody's got to come down with it. I was thinking like, you know, Devin Bush or like whatever. And then I was like, is that Cammy we were down there, big old 97? And yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was down there. I was like, oh. But that was, that was a good play by them. And James Conner, though, is, is he done? Well, you know, we were thinking after last year because he had a really good, his first full year as a starter when Bell was holding out, he played great. He had, And then he got hurt. And the next year was like, okay. And then he started off very, very slow. Had one good game against Miami, and that was it pretty mm-hmm. much for him for the rest of that season. Yeah, I had him on my fantasy tonight. team last year, and he sucked. Yeah, so now it's just like, okay, he's back. You know, he's getting this, and he got hurt again. So then Benny Snell, who um, played for us, he played really well towards the end for us last year. He had over 116 yards rushing. So uh, he had a fumble, but, I mean, he's a second-year guy. I think uh, I don't... I don't want to say he's the future yet because mm-hmm. it's only been one game. Yeah. Um, but I think that's probably going to be the biggest thing is for us right now is trying to find that guy. 
Um, I do find it very ironic that Le'Veon Bell also went on the IR today. Uh, it's another fantasy running back of a problem yeah. of mine. Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm just like, man, I just think if he could have just stayed, man. I mean, he hasn't been the same he hasn't. player since he left. And I think a lot of it has to deal with the Steelers having, for many years now, a top 3-0 line that has been just solid all the way throughout. And that's why I think we saw like Le'Veon really succeed is when he was able to have his patience. I mean, that's yeah, what you saw, everyone like, he would, He'd sit there, bounce back, bounce, and all of a sudden, yeah. boop, he would just find the yeah, little you hole. you can't go to the Jets and do that. They've had one of the worst offensive yeah, you lines. Can't, yeah, you stand back yeah. there, you're going to get hit. You're yeah. Gonna, yeah, so I think his game has not adapted to that to their scheme and Adam Gase and I just mm-hmm. you know was it a match made for money yes but not mm-hmm. for what they and I think honest I think he's done I think they're gonna move on yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised I mean they don't just, have any other options because it sounds like they're starting Frank Gore so oh that just sums up the Jets for you but what a what a legend what was he like top three yeah now? I mean legit and he's I mean, just Quietly, guess, always put yeah. up just decent to solid numbers. Or even always. like Adrian Peterson yesterday, had, I think almost had a hundred yards total yeah. together between. I'm like, this dude's running just, hard. Yeah, those are like the only two dudes that I know that are still kind of going at yeah. it. Benny Snell, he that dude, he can run hard. He, was, I like him. He was he running a, aggressive. He is a very aggressive runner. He's not, he's looking for extra contact. He's yeah. He's moving forward. Not the defenders are bringing him back a few yards every time. I don't know if you see, but on his mouthpiece, he has like this little like spin thing. Out. It's yeah. pretty dope. But like, yeah, he's he's. Uh, I remember we got him, I think he was in Maryland or something like that. I remember mm-hmm. we got him last year, in last year's draft. And I was pretty excited about him, but he was hurt at the beginning of the year. And then kind of when uh, Connor was hurt, we kind of brought him in, and he played really well towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think having him, is, if he can be the guy, I think he could be. Um, he just has to play aggressive. He he did have a fumble. Luckily enough, Juju recovered it. And, that was a heads-up play by Juju. Yeah, I'll give him credit and, on that. Um, I think he could be the guy, but just working on the on the minimal mistakes, mm-hmm. being consistent. I think he could be the guy, and you know, I think uh, it's something definitely he wants. And we kind of right now as a team, we need that next man up mentality of okay, mm-hmm. the guy we thought was supposed to be the guy doesn't seem like he's going to be the guy. And you know, at the end of the day, I love James. You know, he's great story, yeah. great from what he's overcome. Yeah. He's he went to Pitt. He's from Pittsburgh. So he is a Steelers fan, and you know what? He did have a good first season, or that his first season as a starter, but mm-hmm. it just hasn't panned out. And I, I think it's it's pretty much we know what it is. It's kind of also hard when you go from when Le'Veon Bell was just tearing up the league with those when he had that Triple B effect with Ben, A B and and Le'Veon Bell. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know who that's. That's that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's long gone from. You guys are long gone from those days, aren't you? I'm sure Mike Tomlin's actually pretty happy about that. You know, <laughs> after it, it's crazy to think about all where it was because, you know, growing up when I was first becoming a fan, we had the defense like yeah. the best. You know, we had top five defense, which I was known for. And then we kind of those guys got old. So mm-hmm. when we were had the good defense, we were drafting very offensively. So we were drafting like the Pouncey, the Castro. Um, we were you know getting these better players for the offense. Bell in the second yep. round. We got luckily with Brown when we were getting guys like Sanders and you guys were just Bryant and wide receiver yeah. factory machine so like, for years. You know, like during that time of the defense being elite, we were using all those picks mm-hmm. on our offense. And then, lo and behold, our offense is legit, but everyone's all old and retired at this point. So, um, you know, it was it was cool to just be able to put up 30, 40, 
but then also see the other team, yeah, the other team also putting up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's that also kind of goes back to the Nuggets games where it makes them kind of heart attack yeah. games because they just become high scoring machines that just back to forth. But same with also, I'm sure you dealt with last year probably some close games with having the best defense in the league, but also having the worst basically offense in the league. I and mean, that's what we've had Which here was, in Denver. I mean, even like when I was watching the game yesterday, it was. You know, because for the past couple of years, mm-hmm. it's been good offense, bad defense. So, yeah. like, even, like, yesterday after watching it, I'm like, it's weird to see them, like, smothering the running back and just being oh, yeah. right there to stop it. Or, like, you know, it was, it was you know, at the same time. And, you know, also it was pretty surreal to see the offense click again and out there mm-hmm. and having... I mean, their veteran quarterback to lead them the way is down huge there. It was factor. just, yeah, it was just so much better from... What it was, and I think a lot of it how it was last year from being where we were at. I think that a lot of it shows on Tomlin because yeah. he had a rough off season because of the whole Antonio Brown thing. Yeah, like, that goes from that and to you know Who's having been? Ben hurt to going with Mason Rudolph and Devin Duck Hodges, yeah. is what we call him, <laughs> and going eight and eight. Doesn't have mean, a normal name. He has to go by Duck yeah, in order to be remembered. I mean, <laughs> going eight and eight, and in his entire career, he's never had a losing season. So, I mean, going with that, I think that, that speaks a lot from him as a coach and what he's handled prior with A.B. and Le'Veon to now. He hit a lot more than you probably thought. You know, he kept a lot of information, all that stuff. He kept it pretty in the locker room, and I commend him for that. He's, I think people like also like to give him a lot of shack, but after last season for still finishing 8-8 eight and eight with what you guys dealt with, I think, is pretty commendable. And what your defense turned around. Yeah, and the only thing he can get a lot of slack for is that uh, for a while there, and we'll see how this plays out, but for the Steelers were playing down to their competition a lot. Like That's true. Yeah. I'd say that you guys usually have been one of the most like untied-up teams, like where you guys are a very emotional team where you guys could go on these huge like runs and leads, but then also then bring them right back, or yeah. then and then also lose to the bad teams also. And it's just like, like, I remember there was a uh, time where we beat like... I'm trying to remember where we beat like Baltimore, Green Bay, and like all these teams in like the matter of three weeks, and then we went and like lost to the Jets or something. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you got to come to play. And also, do you guys, honestly, like, wasn't a bad road record, was it? Or did you have a. It was. Remember? I can't remember what a road record yeah. was. But I mean, obviously at home, we play. You guys always play good the at the Heinz Field. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's always a tough place to play. And somewhere, actually, the, Nug- or the Broncos are going to have to be playing next Sunday. Morning, right? Yeah, it's, it's 11, 11, 11 o'clock game. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on the game on Sunday? Well, I think um, I think the Broncos right now are definitely, you know, I think they're going to get some key pieces back. I think they're going to get Sutton back. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what Lindsay's looking like right now. Um, and, Boye also. And, and I think that right now the Broncos have one key advantage is that the Steelers are absolutely depleted on offensive line right now. DeCastro did not play, mm-hmm. um, and then our starting right tackle Zach Banner tore his ACL. Oh, that oh, side note that seeing him on the sideline and he like started crying, his face actually well he like, worked so kind of hard, like he, he worked had so hard for that role because he was the backup really last year and he actually became a fan favorite um, on our team. So when I think we decided not to bring back our left tackle and uh. we, or our right tackle and we kind of had it up for grabs and he won it, you know a lot of people were happy and. You know, he worked really hard for it, and it, it kind of sucks to... You could tell on his face, dude. It, it was emotional. Like, yeah. you could tell, like, you're just like... I mean, just put yourself in his shoes for just a moment where you've worked this hard and you're putting your body through all this to finally play and hopefully, like, you know, earn a career for you and your family where you could make good money and set up your family for future. 
Here's, I mean, you don't know recent come back after this, but to come all the way there just for him to go out like that, that's that's got to be devastating in the moment. Yeah. So I think with I think we might um, switch some people around. Hopefully, the Castro is good to go. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one of the best guards in the yes. league. So I think having him back. Um, but we're at home, you know, and I think with obviously the Broncos maybe not having a pass rush still mm-hmm. might hurt them. And I think right now, again, this is Big Ben's first game back at home. Obviously no fans, but yeah. I think the emotions are still there. This is where you got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, offense looks good. And then, we're, again, we're still going against a second-year quarterback in his, yeah. what, sixth game. Um, yeah. I just think – I think it could be a, a closer game than what a lot of people can think. Right. But I just I feel like right now the Steelers just have more towards mm-hmm. an advantage for them right now, just everything that's going on. So, yeah, I mean it's hard not to look at this and see when you look at how the Broncos' offense struggled against the Titans' defense, who are no slouch at all. But you gotta look at the top tier one in the Steelers, who also have a better, probably a better offense overall, with having two-time Super Bowl winning. Uh, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. It's it just nice to see a quarterback actually throw a back shoulder throw for once and not pounce. <laughs> oh, you're telling me, bro? I've been dealing with <laughs> mediocre to terrible quarterback play for quite. I don't know why. I'm <laughs> mediocre, <laughs> very bottom, I, I, I bottom tier. I told my grandpa this yesterday when because uh, I think the Broncos have been playing on ESPN Monday Night Football like the opening game for like the past yeah. like, couple years, yeah. right? <laughs> and I remember every year they do the same graphic with the quarterback carousel yeah it's just like i was like i feel like i've seen this like the past three years it's just like uh the nfl 2k and madden where they're using the same bullshit from last year are sports fooling us are we just are we a simulation like rick and morty is this this a simulation is this this real yeah i know this ain't real the nuggets came back from 3-1 i still can't fucking believe it twice in a row let's go (laughs) um yeah any final thoughts about the game or Anything about the NFL season coming up? I mean, we can talk about the Browns, Odell Beckham. I don't want to talk about that shit. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Shit. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to um, call them out like that. A few things. Um, Chiefs are still the Chiefs. I mean, they played really well, and now they got That's... that rookie running back who played mm. really well. So mm-hmm. I think them. I think they actually get ready to play Baltimore in a couple of weeks. So yeah. that'll be a good one. Yeah, Bron- Baltimore looks... Broncos will always be behind them for years to come, and that's yeah. the sad part. But thankfully, they have the extra wild card spot now, so that is a huge advantage for us. It goes for a lot of teams, too. Yes. You know, even us, too. Or, yes. You know, cause, Got Baltimore. You know, to at the end of the day, like, I do think Baltimore is a top-tier team. They're the second, I'd say they're definitely number two right behind the Chiefs. Yeah, so... Yeah, so... I mean, a lot of people... I mean, by people, I mean Colin Calhoun think they're going to go undefeated, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, I think us having that spot, and it would be cool to kind of finally see Big Ben and Lamar Jackson kind of go at it for the first time yeah. since, you know, when he came in as his rookie year, we had already played them twice. Right. And then mm-hmm. last year, he was hurt, so we mm-hmm. haven't seen that duel between the Just, veteran and the young guy, so... You could, that's been one of the best rivalries ever since like i've been really watching football like both of them just always been solid football teams and organizations throughout and they're always going to put up a bloodbath they're usually like yeah. defensive-minded teams and it's going to be a good game i mean they, I, out of the two games baltimore played last year the two closest games were against us yeah, and sure. you know with the first game we played against lamar we actually had a chance to, to beat them and uh juju fumbled towards the end so that's just saying hey with mason rudolph at quarterback and we went toe-to-toe mm-hmm. with them and almost won just think what we could do with our with our veteran quarterback yeah. behind. So I just think having uh, Ben back um, was was an amazing sight to see from where everything was. 
Uh, defense is still what it is. It's still going to continue to ball out. It's nice to finally have that piece back in there and kind of having that top five defense, top three defense in the league. Um, nice. Again, still a little cautious on running back. I don't think James Conner is going to pan out to what yeah. we thought he was going to be. And I think, unfortunately, his time's over. So, mm-hmm. But just uh, kind of with everything that's been going on uh, within the world and mm-hmm. not having very many sports and I've kind of have a lot of things going on, it was, it was really nice to kind of get that win yes. back you know for me and i kind of got a little teary-eyed because i was like you know it's something that you kind of just miss <laughs> you know it's a real part big part of our lives and it just it's a great kind of escape especially away from everything yeah. that 2020 has been and it's just good to kind of immerse yourself in a different world yeah, and that's where i kind of be with for a second i was just like you know everything that i have mm-hmm. going on in my personal yeah. life and everything that's been going on in the world just to kind of have that like oh, we won yes. and it's just like you know, I was just kind of sitting there watching Ben do his interview, and I was just like, kind of got a little teary out of yeah. bit because I was like, you know, I fucking miss this feeling, and I was like, we're back. Yeah, you know, it was just, mm-hmm. it was a good just escape from what's going on, <laughs> and yeah, it was nice. And even this whole Nuggets thing too tonight. It's yes, just like you know, I was, I was gonna say I didn't get that success or satisfaction with the Broncos last night. Didn't really expect it though. It was, I mean, I wanted us to win and predicted us to win, but was I surprised that we lost? No. Um, but the Nuggets were able to. <laughs> Boost up that mood today with coming back from another 3-1. Able to see Paul George uh, just go ice cold. So that was nice to see. But I think, yeah, that'll be it. It was our first episode. Um, We'll be back again.